You're listening to Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation. My name's Natalia Anderson and I'm a presenter, content creator and DJ. I'll be talking with female, intersex, non-binary and trans musicians and DJs based in Switzerland. Helvetia Rocked is the Swiss association focusing on gender equality in the music industry. Through its grassroots projects such as producing, DJing, band workshops and songwriting camps, it offers platforms for young people of all levels to discover music and be a part of an empowering community. If you like what you hear, please share it with your friends. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 10 of Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation. In this episode, I speak with the multi-instrumentalist, producer and DJ, Karami. She's also a coach at the Female Music Lab beat making and DJing workshops. In this episode, we talk about how Karami learned to compose and arrange music from a young age. Her unique experience spending a year in Cuba studying music and dealing with feelings of not being good enough when starting her DJ career. She also shares two of her tracks and answers an audience question. And remember, if you have a question for one of our coaches, simply send a direct message to Helvetia Rocked on Instagram. In the meantime, though, here's my conversation with Karami. Hi, it's Karami and you're listening to Avisia Rocked, Musicians in Conversation. conversation, 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 conversation. So I am joined today by Karami. Thank you for joining me on Helvetia Rocked, Musicians in Conversation. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you. Back to my hometown in Geneva. <laughs> Geneva, the hometown. Um, so the first question I will ask you is a question that I ask everyone. And that is, how did you get started on your musical journey? Yeah, I think I, I started like really early as a, as a kid. Uh, I started to play piano when I was six year, years old. Uh, on the side of my mom, there are a lot of musicians. Uh, my grandmother was a musician, was a pianist, and her father was a composer. Uh, my grand-aunt was a singer. Uh, so yeah, there is all a musical side uh, from my mom, wow. uh, who's Hungarian. And uh, so I think it was really important for my parents that I learn an instrument. So I had the chance to learn piano. Uh, it was classical piano. Uh-huh. I was wondering, did you choose the piano at that age or was that just something that they suggested for you? I think it was kind of both. It was so natural, you know, because I saw my sister too. She was playing, my mom too. So think was kind of natural and uh, then so I started with classical music which is interesting because it gives you like um, a structure you know how to read and how to study uh, uh, music um, 
Then, uh, when I grew up, I, I took uh, classes of improvisation music. Mm -hmm. So it was how to play with other people, improvisating, and I had a crush on that kind of approach, you know? Yes. Because, yeah, because it was so instinctive, and since the beginning, I was always struggling reading, and uh, I was more like, um, I used to prefer to hear and yes. to learn by ear, you know, right. without um, without reading. So when I when I discovered the improvisation, I was like, oh my god, I love I love that. I, I mean, I remember because I I learned classical guitar when I was very young, and I always would. I don't know if I was made to feel bad or if that I just felt bad, but it was because I didn't like to read. I'd only read the the music to the point that if I had to just. Um, clarify something but I really just would go by sound and even to this day like if I could hear something then I could just pick it out or interpret it but I'm interested knowing that even for you you preferred learning music by listening to it than than reading the notes yeah I I, I always like I always composed like really early I think I composed my first piece of piano when I was like 10 and uh, oh. Once I composed for uh, clarinet and piano because there was a competition and we had to create a piece. So wow. I, I created the music, you know, I played it and then I, I imagined the part for the clarinet. And I was so shocked when they told me, you know, for the competition, you have to write it. And I was like, okay, but then I recorded it too. And they were like, no, no, it's just like the written. And I was like, how they can evaluate the thing if they can't hear it, you know? Yes. It was, like, I remember that already as a kid, I was always with this approach of, okay, there is reading, partition, but, I, I'm more into the instinct and hearing the sound and uh, trying to improvise and uh, yeah, yeah, I always had this. Oh my god, you that know? is so fascinating to me! Like as a child, you were already writing arrangements for two completely different instruments. Yeah, but then I lost. You know, I lost the competition. What? Who, who do they think they are? <laughs> What? Oh my yeah, god! And then I themselves then, now. No, but then I had my my teacher of improvisation because it was my teacher of improvisation who who brought me to this this thing. Yeah. She told me, you know, competition. That this doesn't doesn't mean anything. Me, for example, I never won anything in my life, and was oh. like, wow. But she's so great. So I remember this. Yes, good. So. Oh, that, that's amazing. Like, sometimes a good teacher <laughs> can really set you up. But I always remember, I don't, not that I always remember, but ever since I saw that Beyonce lost that competition when she was a kid, do you know Beyonce came second? What? I think it was. She yes, she did. No way. Yeah, go, go onto YouTube and there's a competition no that Beyonce way. lost. Okay? And so anyone who needs some motivation, 
imagine if there's there might be some people listening uh, young people who are doing musical a musical competition just remember that Beyonce didn't even win her first competition and look at her now she's Beyonce you know so uh, so yeah and the same for you you're Karami you know the, who, who, where's the other person who won that competition we don't know who they are <laughs> um, but yeah so were you at the time were you like imagining I'm presuming you're you're playing your part on the piano, but you're kind of imagining the sound of the clarinet, what it would be. Yeah, but I I, I actually played it for real with oh. a real uh, clarinetist, like uh, because in piano class we we sometimes we get to play with uh, other instrumentists. Mm. So yes. there was this girl; she played the clarinet. And it was on the classical class, but as I had this thing in the improvisation and improvisation class, I asked that can we rehearse together my piece? So we rehearsed this mm. together. So I I got the chance to hear it and actually to play it for a concert or you know that's amazing so, so that was really like I was so oh, oh I love that like you know the, the fact to not only compose for you yourself your mm. instrument but to imagine and then yes. to hear it actually and and then my my grandmother helped me with the writing of the partition oh, I remember yes so this is really a unique remember for me like yes yeah. Oh my god, and I love because it's almost like the foundation of where it's taken your career. Because you've done um, uh, composing and stuff uh, and arrangements, haven't you, in your professional career? Yeah. So that's the next step I wanted to talk about about mm. my musical journey. So there was a classical improvisation. Also, when I was nineteen, I spent like almost one year in Cuba. Uh, yes. to play music, to study music there. Uh, and I had the chance to be welcomed by a group of uh, 25 persons. Wow. <laughs> and everybody, like I was 19 and everybody was between 11 and 25 years old. So it was How kind of How did you find them? How did that happen? <laughs> You know, I, I I I was so lucky because I had a friend uh, here. She had her mom, um, Teresa, living there. So I went to stay with her mom, which like was a really really like a mom for me there. Yeah. You know, and yeah. when I was there, uh, I I had um, another friend who's Swiss who's Swiss who's musician, who's still my friend, Theo Kummer, he was there also. It was like a coincidence, like spending one month there. And he introduced me to someone who introduced me to a piano teacher there and in Havana. And this piano teacher, he said to me, you know, if you want to learn Cuban music, you can't learn just by yourself. You have to come to, to my rehearsal with my band. Yes. With my choral, you know, it was a choral. Right. So, so then I could spend all like uh, uh, it was four times a week rehearsal, uh, sometimes uh, representations, and uh, it was everybody lived in the same neighborhood, so it was like a family. Yes. So, 
there I learned like, okay, that's so amazing to play with a lot of people and to learn in this way because at the beginning it was really hard for me. You know, it's rhythms like it's kind of rhythm I wasn't used to. Even I used to hear, listen a lot of Caribbean music because my dad is Haitian. Mm. But still, there is specificity with the salsa uh, and uh, Afro-Cuban music, yes. which, is, which are like, it was hard, you know, it was hard. But the fact of being with a group, I think it was easier to emerge and to hear and to listen and to, and to just be with them. And it was like really a beautiful experience in musical aspect but also human aspect and also like for me being in a like in a Caribbean country you know which is part of my roots too mm. and being seen by people like I can be part of this space without asking them to me where I come from yeah <laughs> in comparison with Switzerland it was so like the most beautiful experiment in all the sides so yeah it sounds absolutely amazing Helvetia Rocked raises awareness about gender inequality in the music industry and supports, promotes and connects professional female, non-binary, intersex and trans artists find out more on our website helvetziarocked.ch Sign up for the newsletter and follow us on social media. If you like what you hear today, please share it with your friends. Then when I came back, you know, I already started before I, I, I went there. Uh, my my band, um, my first band, Caramel Brown, mm-hmm. it was named Caramel Brown and then Camilla Wari. But yes. it's the same. And uh, I started this before I went to Cuba, but when I came back uh, from Cuba, um, it was like we were doing our first, um, we did our first uh, EP. So I think I took a bit of this energy mm. to, because the first EP of Carmen Brown, which was a band uh, with uh, me as a composer and pianist, and um, Awori, which was which is a singer a songwriter yes and uh, we invited like 20 musicians on the project mm. so there was like uh, uh, violins uh, tr- uh, trom- trumpets yeah. saxophone bass percussions drum bass and stuff and I re- arranged everything So I think this came right after the Cuba Cuban experience, you know. So I think Cuba Cuba experiment nourished uh, this this idea of how can we play with a lot of people because we also did concert where we were fifteen on the stage. Wow! And I remember I I went to the for example. the violins, they were a group of four, so I go to see them, I write the partitions for them, I rehearse with them, then we rehearse with the band, uh, bass, drums, uh, 
guitar and yeah. also then the trumpetist there they uh, there was an arranger so for the trumpets lines so yeah. he writes himself but then we, we and then we put everything together you know oh i love and, uh, that yeah yeah no that was that was a really great experience ask you before we go on to listen to your first song one other thing that came to my mind that I wanted to ask you is how did you realize and maybe why did you realize you wanted to add DJing and beat making to your your musical output because um I know, I mean, being a, being a classical pianist is quite an accomplishment, you know, and, and actually being able to improvise and having the piano as an instrument feels quite fulfilling, maybe. I don't know. But w why did you add DJing and beat making? There was a point, uh, uh, the goal to have musical music uh, taking more space, like the most space I can uh, professionally. Uh, came a lot with the moment I started to DJ, you know, yeah. because I was already living in France, in Paris, and uh, I already I wanted to DJ for a long time, you know, when I was 15 years old, I was doing mixtape and compilation, I had my yeah. DJ name of teenagers, <laughs> <laughs> it was DJ Jumi, Jumi Wine, because of Jin Wine, the singer, oh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Love it. I started to DJ uh, four years ago, uh, and uh, it was a moment like uh, I honestly I needed uh, uh, money, you know, <laughs> because it was hard with uh, just being um, doing what I was doing, like yeah. musician for other people or musician with my band, and it was like complicated, and uh, and once. Uh, I contacted. I've contacted um, some people I used to work as a, um, as a barmaid because I knew I would come back to Geneva for four days, and I asked them, "Hey, uh, do you have work for me as a barmaid? You know, because I'm going to be there and I need to work." And they say, "No." And then I said, "Okay." Uh, and do you need a DJ? And I don't know. It was. It came out of nowhere, you know. Oh my God. I, <laughs> that was I inspiration. I wasn't DJing at all at this time. Wow. Ne I never like you know. I asked them, and they were like, "Oh yeah, maybe you know, uh, we get in touch with you." So I was like, "Cool, I have the summer to prepare myself, and then to go back because it was in June." I was like, "In August, I I call them and I say, okay, do you?" Are you still looking for DJs and blah, blah. Yeah. Except they called me two days after. Oh, and they wow. said, are you free on Friday to mix, to DJ, like, for three hours? Oh, and my God. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I said yes. And, uh, and uh, I took, like, the rest of the days. Like, I had two days. Like, I think I didn't sleep. Uh, I, I did a playlist and I I I mixed with my beat making material and but the first time I did it I loved it so much like it was like 
eating a new perfume of ice cream. I was like, wow, that's so amazing to entertain people, to make people dance and to to pass some music. So yeah. I was like, I need to learn like correctly <laughs> and to keep mixing. So yeah. then I went to see my friend K, DJ K Hubens and we did like, uh, uh, he showed me a bit how to mix and I showed him a bit how to how to do beats so we yes. did kind of an exchange of yes. knowledge and I just realised I know who you're talking about as well I just realised DJ K you know him yes. he's so good <laughs> yes. yes amazing big up DJ K Rubens yes so you so, did like an exchange I love that love that yeah and then he he put me a lot in his warm ups so I I, I learned to DJ in front of people. I didn't yeah. have this time like in my room. Like, so as I'm a um, perfectionist, which is uh, quite good, but can be bad too, I think. Yeah. I was so like hard on myself in the beginning because I was like, yo, uh, you're not good enough and you're already playing like in clubs and this is not normal, you know? So I was like working like so hard the first year of DJing. Like I was spending all my free time uh, rehearsing how to do my transitions and doing my playlist because I had some residencies uh, in Paris too. Mm -hmm. uh, twice a month, like places I play four hours, five hours. Wow. So I needed to have, you know. Yeah. So the first year was really like, okay, you need to, you need to, to learn. And then uh, the second, third year, like I... W I, I, I realized, okay, but I had already a musical background, so mm. that's maybe why I learned so fast. And I think uh, if people call me back, is that I do a good job, so I can be a bit like less hard on myself and Absolutely. just enjoy, you know. And at this moment, I really like started to really feel it and enjoying it. And also, it became my um, my main. Um, way uh, to 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 earn my life you know mm. so so I mean DJing also offered me this security mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I'm so grateful for what it brings to me not only with uh, the fact that it brings me this security but also with the moment I can share with the public and how it gives me energy for mm. keep keeping uh composing and yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but I think I yeah. think that's amazing that you you did get up and do it but also just to to um touch upon when you said you felt like you shouldn't be there or you didn't deserve to be there at that point I think I think so many people sometimes feel that way especially young girls young women non-binary people um people who are underrepresented in that space because we never really hear a, a, a man or a cisgender guy going oh I don't deserve to be here I haven't practiced enough you know it's really <laughs> and so just to um I think you know I would really like to encourage people even if you have those feelings of like um, imposter syndrome 
just go for it because especially with DJing it's one of those things that you can only do so much by yourself that really a lot of the experience comes from playing in front of people and getting the feedback and getting that energy so um so if anyone has an opportunity just you know do like you and just you know within two days go <laughs> do three hours <laughs> no, <I don't> <laughs> Check out the Helvetia Rocked Music Directory. It's a platform for women, non-binary, trans and intersex people in the Swiss music industry. For singers, instrumentalists, bookers, managers, sound engineers, photographers and many more of all levels. Whether it be a hobby or your profession or both. It's about visibility, it's about community, it's about empowerment. We invite all of you to participate in the project. For further information, go to www.musicdirectory.ch. Let's move on to talk about your music. Your first track we're going to talk about is Astronaut. Can you tell us about cool. that song and how it came about? Yeah, um, so Astronaut uh, is a song I produced like uh, four years ago. It was a moment I was still with my band, Camille uh, Wari, so we also had a version with the, with the voice of uh, Awori on it. It's funny because I uh, built this song... Uh, in a, the the production in a really instinctive way, like the um, the harmonical part is played on Moog. Uh-huh. You know these yes. these synths, which is like crazy, <laughs> yes. and it's kind of detuned. So I didn't know where I was on the on the notes. You know that's why astronaut because it's kind of lost in the space. You don't really know. So the bass line I composed it in the Moog too, and I, I had no idea of where I was mm. uh, in the notes. So it was kind of instinctive, and the beat too. I was like I was like wow. I think it's the first time of my life. With beat making, I composed the beat. I sat down and I was like, "Okay, this is special. I don't know what what happens now, but I can feel that this 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 beat is special. Is uh, it was kind of a feeling like it's not it's it's it came from out of some somewhere else, you know? Like I was just the messenger and." I've passed this uh, yes. this inspiration because I sat and I was like, okay, this this is a this is the next step for me. I'm 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 somewhere like this is a new journey, you know. Uh, I think I was a lot at this time inspired by Kate Ranada, and I don't know. I like the the bouncy bouncy energy mm. of I I mean. When I enjoy this this song is when I play it in the club and I see people dance. Yes. So it was more like all these three years playing astronaut each time I'm DJing because I was doing also live beat making. Yes. The public gave me also the inspiration to end it, but not the reverse. Yeah. It wasn't me, I imagine, the people, but it's me seeing the people, then I can have other ideas to finish That's it. amazing. 
Well, you've yeah. done a brilliant job with it, and the music video. It, the, the, it's where like the sound and the imagery just meet so perfectly. You know. Oh, thank you. Oh my god, it's it's brilliant. So I will suggest to people to go onto YouTube and watch Astronaut on YouTube because you, it's such a visual delight. So you must watch it. But here it is. We're going to listen to it now. It's Astronaut. Clip Astronaut is the fruit of uh, collaboration with a lot of uh, brilliant and talented people uh, from uh, Paris. My friend uh, Jean Pierre, who was uh, the choreographer, uh, Ginger Pine, who did uh, all the makeup and the flowers on the heads, like the headpieces, yeah. with uh, Leslie Coquet, who did the montage and uh, the really, really talented dancers, like emblematic dancers from Paris and House Dance and Ballroom Scene, Ricky Soul, Matthews, Jenna, Julie Rilos, Lassandra Ninja, and uh, my team on communication, Claudie Labon, Chaye Chienin. Also, the clip was dedicated to the memory of my uncle, Tom Fayot, and uh, it was also uh, a way to give him an homage to be oh. all dressed in white and with the flowers. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah, thank you, Nikolaus, for the help too, because he helped a lot, like behind, behind the scene. Adama Anoto for the photos. It was family, it was mm. love, and it was to bring this energy uh, yes. to a piece. And I really wanted to shout out everybody because this is a collective work. I don't believe in a alone road. I think yeah, we need yeah. to think collectively and yeah. communitarily. Yes. So that's and what I wanted across, to do with this. Um, Crossing uh, disciplines as well, you know, it's not just yeah. musicians that you worked with, they're just, you know, artists, yeah. dancers, makeup, um, you know, costume. <laughs> 
And now is the time I will ask you a question from the audience. And this question okay. is from, um, it looks like my name, but it's not. It's Nativa, N-A-T-Y-V-A, underscore music. And Nativa Music says, want to start a band? Question mark. But I'm going to take it a bit further. Um, if you were going to start a band today, how would you approach that? And I'm interested from your perspective because you do a lot of collaborations and, and you've worked with a lot of musicians from different different areas, you know. You've been the part of the band, but you've also been part of a support band. You've been the arranger. Yeah. You've been so you've had quite a lot of different perspectives. Um, so what would you what would you do if you were going to start a band today? And maybe in a way, how would you explain it to somebody who might be thinking of doing it themselves? Um, I would advise to get to know uh, yourself first a bit like it's important also to to discover like what is your relationship to music uh what what do you want to do with that and uh with the people you want to team up and have a band to talk about it you know because uh when you when you put the stuff um clear, clear from the beginning it can help you know Yeah. Because especially that now that there's so many different visions uh, and um, there's so social media, so we can quickly lose what's what's meaningful for us. So mm. it's important to know like what you want and to talk about it with the others. Uh, I would also advise, but that's also personal, uh, to cultivate the human relationship. You know, to because human relationship uh, uh, nourish also the musical relationship, yeah. and uh, it's better to get along, like really, you know, mm. because um, music is love, and if there is no love, I think there is no music. <laughs> oh wow! Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> you gotta love and, and that's the thing it's a communication and it's a love for what you're doing and amongst who you're doing it with good well thank you for answering that question i hope that uh sorted it for oh, uh, oh yes no and also there are like if sometimes you can also collaborate by projects if you're not ready to be in a band like fix you can also be like okay i have this collective we do some stuff together i have also this collective or i have a project with this person you know that's an example this is where i ask you uh, to know some songs that have influenced you or that you like Just so that we can get an idea of who you are as a person, as an and as an artist. So, what what's one of the songs that you've chosen? Yeah, it was a duop uh, from Lauryn Hill. Love that song. Uh, yeah, I, I I was like I couldn't uh, not 
speak about Lauren Hill because she just like influenced me so much like I remember when I was 10 years old and I watched Sister Act 2 and these kids don't know about Sister Act 2 these kids do not yeah, know just, about Sister yeah, Act please. 2 no please go watch it <laughs> if you have yeah. not watched Sister Act 2 stop the, pause this recording or actually don't pause it finish the recording finish listening to this podcast and then go and watch Sister Act 2 sorry carry on carry yeah. on sorry. no no word word <laughs> uh, no that's I, I remember I, I listened to the album and I watched some of her video clips and I was like, this woman is so amazing, she's beautiful, she's talented, she can sing, she can rap, she has a personality. Also that, you know, being a little, little kid, like when you're 10 and you don't have a lot of representation and you see... Uh, a black woman on the television and she's so charismatic and she's so talented and you know she was important to me (laughs) thank you for for that uh i'm I'm gonna go back and listen to the album now miss education of lauren hill i will i will actually go back and listen to it today (laughs) but i have to tell that you you asked me to give you five songs and all the songs were important to me because it's hard to choose you know like i know i'm horrible like you tell me yeah. you tell, okay look normally i add a voiceover and i go everyone can listen go online and listen to uh people's song choices but for karami episode 10 i'm gonna let you tell everyone what your song choices are no way thank you so much oh wow oh wow thank you (laughs) i'm in a good mood (laughs) yeah so lucky so yeah i i i said already about uh the from lauren hill was almeida from solange because solange is so unique and her aesthetic her music it's so like unbelievable and uh, it was uh, Blanc from uh, Melissa Bon which I invite you guys to listen her album which for me is a masterpiece too Uh, and also I picked the song of uh, Toto Bissant Papa Dambala who's a Haitian singer who was a Haitian singer and comedian which is so powerful, her music. Each time I listen to this song, I'm like, oh, it's so beautiful. It this is. is this has something, you know. Mm. It's... And uh, Edith Lefel, Somnifer, uh, was the last choice because it, I think it was really important to me to add a song of um, Zouk because uh, this uh, gender of music uh, from um, the Caribbean, uh, I listen a lot and influence me a lot, a lot. Yes. It's like my way to connect also um, to my roots yeah. uh, through music. And I will always, always when I'm DJing, play. Yes. <laughs> and compare, always. <laughs> People who want to actually hear these songs you can head over to helvetiarocked.ch where we will have a spotify playlist of these uh, songs that karami has chosen where can people find you online 
Uh, on Instagram, uh, Karami underscore beats, uh, SoundCloud, Karami, Facebook, Karami. Because on SoundCloud, you can listen all my mixes if you want to dance and oh, you want to do a party but at your home. <laughs> we will have all the links to you in the show notes for this podcast so we can keep up to date with what you're doing and we can know when your album drops we're really looking forward to that Karami thank you so much for your wonderful conversation thank you for being an amazing guest thank you so much Nat and thanks to Elvis Yarok to give this platform and I was so happy to do this interview as we finish Please introduce your second song that we will hear. Yeah, so uh, you spoke about the importance of crossing disciplines. And uh, my second song, Yuzi, I composed it for a battle of beatmaking. Like uh, the beat dance contest. Uh, it was in Geneva, like uh, a few years ago. And uh, the purpose is you have to compose eight songs of one minute. Oh, so that's yes. why it was shorter because I was like I want more <laughs> yeah it was uh, my first uh, beat making battle it was my first time doing beats on machine directly wow <laughs> and and I enjoyed it so much I was having so much fun with this song like playing then a bass and the roads and you know building also one minute song is another like way yes, of thinking yeah even we think it's you know JD had a lot of songs of one minute you know so I think we're not used to hear a lot of songs of one minute but it exists since then and uh, it's really interesting too to have this format Join the Helvetia Rocked community or find out more, check out the website helvetiarocked.ch. Sign up for the newsletter and follow us on social media. Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation is a concept by Natalia Anderson in collaboration with Helvetia Rocked. It's presented and produced by Natalia Anderson. And music is by Julie Lee. Ooh.